0: does it doesn't mean to deviate? When I think of the word deviate, I think of getting off course. Does deviate have a negative connotation to you? In the book Deviate, The Science of Seeing Differently by Bo Lotto, he discusses the idea of looking at things differently in order to get different results. The word deviate is more about choosing what not to look at in order to create a new experience. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story Power serves you best when you know how to use it. Today, I am introducing you to a guest who is dear to my heart. I should apologize ahead of time for all the private jokes that may be included here, but she's a dear friend. Rebecca Cookston is a personal friend of mine whom I met while walking along my street one day. She had moved in four or five doors down with her new husband, husband number four, (gasps) (laughs) in a small cottage where she would create a worm farm and homeschool her children. She's really a salt-of-the-earth wisdom worker, and I've spent many an hour discussing ideas with her over the years. Her experience with her now five husbands was always interesting to me for a number of reasons. First, I loved that someone I respected had even more marriages under their belt than I did, and she was younger than me, and she had more marriages. I also admired the way that she took it in stride. She didn't ever seem to be embarrassed. She lived and learned and accepted the experiences as part of her journey, and it was a really graceful way of living. After a few years, I was helping her pack up a trailer so she could safely return back home to her parents as she exited marriage number four. Just like her previous relationships, this one too was fraught with emotional and verbal abuse and physical intimidation. I took a couple of her houseplants to babysit until she had her own space again, And she moved on to create something totally different this time. She is now a four-time divorcee, woman of the earth who had at several points had to learn how to survive on food stamps and do the single mother hustle. Through her life experiences, Rebecca has learned to shift her focus, to not look at certain things. And this allows her to create a whole new range of possibilities, which didn't exist before. By doing this, her life has greatly deviated into a new, and wonderful path. So welcome to the Love Your Story podcast, Rebecca. Thanks, Lori. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so we're starting out, life has greatly deviated onto a new and wonderful path. I want to know what that is. So I've given them a little bit about your history. You have four marriages. You're now happily married to your fifth husband.
1: I've had four divorces. Oh, yes. yeah. Five marriages. Gotcha. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. And way
0: more than you, (laughs) way more. (laughs) I only have three. Okay. So this concept of deviating is what Mm. we're talking about here. So what did you do? What things did you quit looking at? What things did you start looking at? What mindsets did you deviate away from in order to create a new and wonderful path learning from the past and shifting into something completely different?
1: Yes. Thank you for asking. It really is about choosing not to look at things. The only way we can see something new is if we stop looking at the old stuff. I really recommend reading the book by Bo because he has a brilliant way of explaining historically as a species how we have become who we are today, and how our brains function. And what we look at reveals us, and what we choose not to look at creates us. So in order to create something new, we have to stop looking at what we've been looking at, because then we just keep getting more of that. Okay, what's a real life example of that? Let me see if I can get it into context of marriages. I kept looking at marriage as something that I needed to yoke up with someone. And I needed someone as a partner to travel my life with and help me through things. And I just defined partner as someone who would be in my yoke with me. We would yoke up together. And when I changed my concept of what a partner was and thought, What if my partner is just here to enhance my experience? What if my partner is here to just bring me different experiences, not necessarily join me at the hip and be enmeshed and have this kind of codependent experience that I'm fully dependent on him for things and he is fully dependent on me for things. And if we can agree on the direction we're going, we're going to have a great life. And I kept, for lack of a better word, interviewing people to be my husband and thought I was very clear what I wanted in a marriage and what I wanted in life and what my expectations were. And they had me convinced that that's what they wanted, too. So I'm like, great, here's my yoke. Come on in. Help me. Let's go. And after the honeymoon period would wear off, et cetera, they started pulling the other direction. And I thought, hey, that's not fair. We agreed that we were going to go this way. So I always felt like I was either yoked up with someone who was fighting against me or I was hobbling along in a two-person yoke with just me carrying it by myself and feeling not downtrodden necessarily because I would keep moving but definitely struggling with the burden and when I stopped looking at it that way and started opening my eyes to I wasn't even opening my eyes to something different yet it was more just stopping looking at it that way and then that allowed a possibility for something else to exist. I had to allow something else to exist in order to do that. I had to stop looking at it that way. And the idea that maybe I'm the only person in this yoke and this yoke doesn't actually have two yokes in it. It's just a one-person yoke and I'm the only one carrying it and I am free to move whatever direction I want. And a partner is somebody who... Is in their own yoke and we're just walking along a path together and enjoying it together. And that doesn't mean that we are stuck together. That just means that right now we're walking down it together. And ironically, now I am with a partner and we're going the same direction. So how long did it
0: take you to make that shift as to what to look at? Did you go into your fifth marriage with the shift already
1: taken place? Or was it something? It's something that's happened since. My fifth marriage was almost my fifth divorce a year ago. Because I had expectations and I had my yoke and I had my direction and I had made it perfectly clear which direction I was going in this yoke. And he had made me believe that he wanted to go that direction too. And now he was starting to not go in that direction. And I'm like, oh, okay, see ya, because I'm going this direction. And then I started to, you know, of course, I don't want to be divorced five times. Of course, you know, we didn't really want to end our marriage, but we didn't know how to keep going we both realized that we didn't want to carry the same yoke. He wanted different things than I wanted. And I felt like maybe for the first time, he was actually being honest with me and that he wanted to go a different direction. And as appreciative as I was to him for and honoring him that he was finally being honest with me, I still felt betrayed because you should have told me that years ago when we got married, not now. But after healing from that betrayal and recognizing that we could still do this together, but it could look totally different, Now, we don't live in the same house. We have unblended our family. We have four children between the two of us, and he lives 15 miles away from me, and he is a full-time dad to his kids, and I'm a full-time mom to my kids, and we date. And this blew my mind that this is a possibility. I feel like that we're somehow cheating the system. It shouldn't be this easy. When you get married, yeah, you can still go out on dates, but you're not dating anymore. Now's for the hard stuff. And I had this belief that marriage was hard and I just need somebody to help me carry this heavy, hard yoke to carry because I can't do it by myself. When I took that expectation off and stopped looking at that, a new idea appeared. And we have explored that idea and we have made a new arrangement for our family that is now beautiful for us. So what I see here and this idea of
0: deviating is that Bolotto is talking about if you want to do something different, you quit looking at things the way that you're looking at them, right? And then you shift and you choose what to look at and what not to look at. And by what you choose to look at and what you choose not to look at, define how you create your life.
1: Yes. And I'll say the quote again, just because it's so mind blowing. What we look at reveals us. What we choose not to look at creates us. So the only way we can create something new, it has to not be in existence, right? It's creating something new. And we just keep recreating all of that old stuff that we're constantly looking at. That just begets that, which just begets that, which just begets that. We have to stop begetting that in order to get something different.
0: The new life, the thing that's really, really fascinating is your journey along this path of this is what marriage should look like. This is what it should feel like. This is how people should, you know, people should be in the same bed and they should be in the same house and they should be in the, and this is what it's supposed to be. Because culturally, this is the picture that and and the example that we Mm -hmm. have laid out for us. And what you've done is taken a shift of, I'm going to allow for something bigger and broader and completely different for that because something different is actually working for me right? and it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I remember speaking with you about, Actually, the mind adjustment of going through that of it, oh, I can do something different and it does work for me and that's okay. My life doesn't have to look like my community and my culture Mm -hmm. typically say that that this is supposed to work. And it
1: wasn't like I just said, oh, let's Mm -hmm. try this thing over here that other people are doing that looks better. I didn't know that this was something you could do. Like, I, it really was just not on my radar at all. And of course, now that I'm doing it, I've met many people who are experiencing the same thing and, you know, trying out different things. And so it's wonderful. But my perspective, my brain was only able to understand. And accept the experience that I was creating for myself from looking outside and going, this is what marriage is, and this is how it has to go. And this is how it's defined. And this is the rules that we play by. And how dare you not play by those rules. And if you don't want to play by those rules, that's fine. But I'm going to go ahead with my yoke and carry it heavily by myself, until I find somebody who wants to do that with me. And it wasn't that I just had something different to go to that we tried out. It was that we stopped doing it the other way. We had to stop doing it that other way. We didn't have a direction to go yet. We just stopped doing it that way. And, you know, like I said, we were, it almost ended in divorce. And so we did move out from each other, you know, he did move out of our house. And space and time allowed us to stop looking at what we had been looking at for the past couple years that was making us crazy that we wanted to leave that situation. It was a gracious experience that he moved out so that we could have a little bit of space and we could stop looking at what was and it took that in order for something else to even exist. That's what created the new experience was that we stopped looking at that other thing.
0: So I think this is an important topic primarily because we as people look for models. In, Correct. In order to choose, and, well, that's and, and just order how to do. things. We, as a species, yeah, that's how we function. That's and, how we survive. In my own life, if I want to know how to parent or how to do a relationship or how to create a home or how to work, I look for how are the people around me doing. We subconsciously do this. Mm-hmm. This is just how we function. Mm-hmm. And if I can't find a model for what I want to do, I notice in my own head that I automatically go to movies or mm-hmm. media or you know anywhere that I can, in any story where I could have seen somebody do it before. So I have some kind of a pattern to follow. Mm-hmm. And I don't think looking to media is the best <laughs> example. But I Unless s- it's the Love Your Story podcast. <laughs> and so this idea of looking for patterns, I think it's really cool to have you on the podcast and have you talking about this. Because in a way, it's almost a, hey, I'm trying a different mm-hmm. model. I came up. We came up with something that works for us that's completely different that I didn't even know we could do because we're deviating mm-hmm. from the things we've looked at the way we've always thought things mm-hmm. needed to be done. And we found something completely different and off the books, but it works for us mm-hmm. and we're happy and we like it. And it's allowing us to create a healthier marriage mm-hmm. and a forward moving relationship. And it's fostering a deeper relationship mm-hmm. between us. And even though it's it's not what mm-hmm. you would think of as a typical marriage.
1: Well, and Horace historically deviating is dangerous. You know, historically, when we We look at our ancestors, you know, if they go over that cliff, their life might end. If they leave the tribe, their life might end. If they deviated from what was happening, they either died or perpetuated the species. And that's what all of us are doing every day. We're either perpetuating the species or we're being killed off, you know, and my marriages were being killed off rapidly. (laughs) And I had to deviate from what that was and try something new and different. And now I have a marriage that is working. But it
0: looks totally different. But it looks totally
1: different. You know, societally speaking or culturally speaking, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it the way it's done. I mean, I've made people very angry because they don't think it's fair or right what I'm doing. Like, how could you do that? Like you're, you know, and they just don't even know how to process that I could be okay with this. Because it's just so out of the norm from the community that I live in.
0: So when we're saying this, just to be clear with the audience, what we're talking about is that you and your husband have stayed married, but you've just decided to maintain separate households. Yes. And you make arrangements to spend time together mm -hmm. when it
1: fits your schedules. We basically just unblended our family. It's like we went back to the fun parts of dating, but we are still married and committed and taking care of each other as a married couple. In the function, not even in the functionality, because we're not making home together. But we've just deviated off that path of what a traditional marriage looks like and what a blended family looks like. We have just unblended our family. And it works. And it works. It's really fun. (laughs) It's really fun. My husband really spoils me when we're not Uh having to deal with the hard stuff of marriage. And I just, I'm like, but marriage is supposed to be hard. Well, exactly. That's what I was getting is very hard marriages that I didn't really want to be a part of. And I just thought the game was finding somebody who was willing to do the hard stuff with me. And then I deviated from that thought that marriage is hard and it's this yoke that I need somebody to help me carry the burden of, which opened up whole new possibilities. And now I'm living a very, very easy marriage, very comfortable marriage, very fun marriage. We get to just do wonderful, fun things together and not do all the Hard stuff of marriage. So are there other
0: ways in your life that you have used this concept of deviating that have given you better results? I mean, obviously different results, but better results where you've used this technique of finding a different thing to look at.
1: My children are my responsibility, but they are their own people and they are on their own path that they're learning what to look at and what how to deviate. And I'm learning to let them deviate. And that's very difficult because as a parent, something I hold so near and dear and so careful and like that's so sacred, you know, parenting is just the thing that you've just got to be really good at and really careful of and just really intentional. And it's like, yeah, and you got to let your kids go. And that's hard. But when I recognize that my idea that my kids are my job, that's a tough one to pick at because I don't have the language yet for it. Just the experiences just basically letting them go letting them deviate and So what's going. an experience? Rebecca has two kids. Yes, um, so even from homeschooling to schooling. Mhm. Uh-huh. There was nothing wrong with homeschooling. We were enjoying homeschooling. My daughter decided she wanted to go to school and I've always considered myself a homeschooling mom from the time I was pregnant with her. I just knew that we would be homeschooling and then she decided she wanted to go to school and I had to let go of my expectation of being a homeschooling mom till she graduated and just go, oh, okay, this is a new path. Let's see what's down this road that's different than the other road that I had planned for us.
0: So it sounds like you're just opening your mind and allowing more possibilities in, not that you're necessarily looking at something or looking, choosing to look to not look at things.
1: So, yeah, a lot of it is just opening my mind and recognizing that there are other possibilities. And I have to be willing to go into that dark forest and go, I don't know what's in here, but I'm going to have if I walk in here, at least I'll know what's in here. And I think I lived my life for so long, you know, on this very clear cut path. This is safe. It's clear. It's proven. It's true. All these things that just were so comfortable. And and now and, life's getting interesting And the story plot has all kinds of
0: twists yes. and turns and you yes. get to flow
1: with it. And ironically, I was so uncomfortable. And now I'm comfortable that I'm deviating.
0: So, if people want to consider deviating in their own mind and they want to, you know, just, mm-hmm. hey, how do I play with this idea? What thoughts or advice do you have on this topic? Read the book, Deviate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a link to the, the book, book yes. in, in the um, show notes.
1: So, that book, when I read it, felt Erda. Like when I read it, I was like, oh, of course. Oh, of course. This makes so much sense. This makes so much sense. But I've read it now like eight times. And I still, when I read it, I go, oh my gosh how did I not get that the last time? There's just so much information and it's just brilliantly done. He, it's a book on neuroscience. You know, It's a popular science book. To me, it's very digestible. And to me, it talks about how the law of attraction happens biologically. That's interesting.
0: So with the law of attraction, after your fourth marriage, and as you transition into your fifth marriage, you attracted a man that was Good for
1: you. That had a lot going for him. Was he good for you? <laughs> I mean, I thought he had me convinced that he was the right man for me. Case. You know, he really made me believe that he wanted to climb in my yoke and go my direction.
0: So, what kind of things shifted in the energy that you were creating and that you were putting out? That what shifted for you to move into this new space? Mindsets, energy levels. Right.
1: I think a lot of it came from. I'd already accepted, you know, that I've been married and divorced a billion times and whatever. It's not a big deal. And it's such a big deal at the same time. So maybe the idea that, gosh, really? Five divorces? I mean, four was enough. Like, really? five? Is it going to be, you know? And I think that made me, you mentioned in the opening that I was never embarrassed or whatever, you know? And it's not that I was never embarrassed, but I didn't let it just what it's just what it was. So embarrassed or not, it's still going to, it's just still is when the fifth one was going down in flames. I think for the first time I thought, gosh, I can accept that this is happening, but I really just don't want it to happen in my previous marriages. It was just like, Oh, here we go again. Here we go. You know, have done this before let's, here we go. You know, and with my current husband, I think for the first time I was really going, no. No, I just really, it wasn't a feeling of here we go again. It was like, is this really the only way? Is this really what we have to do? Isn't there something different that we could do? I've got to stop looking at it this way, you know? So when we get to those
0: spaces in our lives and we're seeing a repetition, something that shows up over and over that we don't want, that's a good space. It's a good time to look and say, How do I write my story differently Mm -hmm. from this point forward? How can I deviate from what I've done in the past, from what I've thought in the past, from what I've looked at in the past, Mm -hmm. so that I can get a different outcome? Mm -hmm.
1: Because I just kept thinking, if I just can explain myself, if I can just explain myself, then they will understand and then they will know whether or not they want to sign up. And I must just not have been clear in my explanation of what I wanted in life. And it must have just been a misunderstanding. And obviously, he's not happy anymore either. So, you know, bow out. And with my current husband, I realized that explaining my position isn't helping. It's not helping. I could talk till I was blue in the face, and it wasn't helping. That's what I needed to deviate from. I needed to deviate from how I was handling the things that weren't the hot buttons. I don't know.
0: So how do people find ways to deviate? We're so stuck in our trains of thought so and in our cultural programming that if somebody's at this spot right now, you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I see a pattern in my life and I want to deviate from that. But what's right and mm-hmm. what's wrong?
1: Right. I really think it took reading that book to help me biologically understand how I needed to do it and biologically understand how my brain works and the truth of what happens neurologically in our bodies when we make a different decision and how that then gives us a whole new platform and a whole new arena of experiences to draw from, which then gives us a whole new arena of possibilities to imagine experiencing, which then gives us whole new experiences. It's something that happens biologically. Our brains literally change when we think different thoughts. And when our brains change because we think different thoughts, our experiences change because now we're behaving from this set of thoughts.
0: We're creating a different reality inside our own head. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Any parting thoughts that we haven't covered? No. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your
1: wisdom. I appreciate your story. Mm. I appreciate you making me do it.
0: (laughs) Making you. Since my conversation with Rebecca, the idea of deviating has been on my mind in a more proactive way. When something comes up in my life and I start thinking, geez, it should look like this. Why doesn't it? I'm stopping and I find myself saying, why does it have to look like that? What if instead it looked like this, which is how I really feel and what I really want? For example... As I have studied under the big podcast and online coaching players in the industry, my idea of success has been formed by their results. Big money, big following, big impact. What is my idea of success? As I've pondered and sought inspiration around this, I've had a number of things come clear. First, success is in the individual impact and influence on the one when we focus on the real help that we can give just one person at a time, then we have real influence. It's not a puppy mill. It's not a fast tracking of clients to get numbers. It's about real lives one at a time. Now, by redefining what success is to me and choosing where I look and where I don't look, I'm looking at the one and taking it one at a time with my clients instead of looking at comparison stats and feeling like I constantly have to do more and get more. My actions and peace have deviated by allowing for a different definition of success. And I've also had the clarity, the second clarity here, that I cannot know the ripples and the impact of my work because it reaches well beyond monitoring this idea also helps me deviate my definition of success. This is just one example. I'm sure as you consider your life, which is your challenge this week, consider something in your space, in your life that you feel a sense of frustration about because it should be a certain way. It should look a certain way. Can you take that and deviate? Look at things a little differently. Find a way. Can I be okay with deviating and having it actually look this way. Take one thing in your life and go through that exercise. I'm sure that will be really interesting. This life hack tool of writing our own stories creates a real sense of creativity and freedom. Isn't it fun? Freedom from the norm and the expected with a move toward possibility and creative license within your own life. That's really cool, actually. If we can think outside the box and create a new way of arranging perceptions in our own heads so that we can find more joy, peace, and fulfillment, well, I think it's time we consider a little deviation. Thank you for tuning in to another Love Your Story discussion on Life Tools for Building Your Best Life Story on Purpose. If you would be interested in sponsoring the Love Your Story podcast, we are looking for sponsors for this year to help keep these great episodes, stories, and story tool discussions coming out every Wednesday. Please contact me at Lori, L O R I J L E E, at MSN.com. And you can also use the website. LoveYourStoryPodcast.com to buy t-shirts, to enroll in classes to help you love your story, to listen to all the back episodes. It's a really great resource, people. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week.